0: Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Benn, for opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now, let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on State Legislature is still in session this Thursday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, in 1876, inventor Alexander Graham Bell spoke the very first words on a telephone. He called his assistant, Thomas Watson, saying, Watson, come here. I want to see you. Crackly and indistinct but intelligible, Watson heard what Bell had said. The first words spoken by Bell over a phone line proved that a new day for human communication has dawned. Establishing the dawn of the first day into the formless and empty earth, God spoke his first words recorded in Scripture. Let there be light. These words were filled with creative power. He spoke, and what he declared came into existence. God said, let there be light, and so it was. His words produced immediate victory as darkness and chaos gave way to the brilliance of light and order. Light was God's answer to the dominance of darkness, and when he had created the light, he saw that it was good. God's first words continued to be powerful in the lives of believers in Jesus. With the dawning of each new day, It's as if God is restating his spoken words in our lives when darkness literally and metaphorically gives way to the brilliance of his light. May we praise him and acknowledge that he's called out to us and truly sees us. You know the drill folks, father God, you are a loving and compassionate God. You are the creator of light. We praise you for dispelling the darkness of this world opening our eyes to you and your presence in our lives. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a little bit of a fire mission for you today. We've got a couple of lists here, one from the Human Life of Washington, as well as the Citizens' Alliance for Property Rights on recommendations for upcoming bills to the legislature, I also want to give you a couple of phone numbers that you folks can use to get in contact with the state legislature. One is a paid number and the other is a toll-free number that you have heard Tim and I utter in the past and we're talking about the following 800 800- 562 6000 Again, 800-562-6000. The alternate phone number that you can use will be area code 360-786-7573. Again, 360-786-7573.
1: Now, that's the legislative hotline, and that's the hotline that you can call. And believe now it's uh, somewhat automated, and that way you can leave a message for your legislators. They kind of collect tick marks is what they do. And it kind of sounds bad as a, as a constituent to be considered a tick mark. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a lot easier than driving over to Olympia and you know the tick mark how that's calculated is these legislative assistants when they're looking at legislation and talking to the caucus that they're in Republican or Democrat, they look at did the public even pay attention to this bill and what's the what's the fours and what's the against that we've kind of heard from constituents exactly and and it helps them make a decision now, of course, if it has a lot to do with campaign finance and political party idols if you will <laughs> that both parties have those yes and they do so they might it might not change their decision but it might they might decide to weaken certain legislative items because they know that it's not real popular with constituents or it is you know just depending on on the tick mark and so these legislative hotlines again 800-562-6000 000, 800-562-6000 000, or 360 Eight six seven five seven three is a way to reach out to those legislators on the legislation that we're going to be talking about today from Human Life and Citizens Alliance for Property Rights. We also have a a lot of uh, gun bills that we'll be talking about in the next week or so having to do with your rights to to control your outcomes of bad situations in your life, to protect your family, to be armed, to have a polite citizenry, if you will, uh, here in Washington State. So on the human life issue, Mike, I'm going to hand this back to you to to run down a list of a few things because there's the big one at the bottom that I've already looked through and man, it's scary.
0: Okay. Well, starting at the top of the list, I have only got a House bill and a Senate bill and we are definitely going to be tapping on the listener's shoulders right now to look those bad boys up. Now, there is no recommendation either for or against on the Human Life of Washington items so we want to give you the Senate bill number or the House bill number along with just the title of that particular bill and leave it up to you folks to go ahead and do your due diligence and look up the House or Senate bill on that. Now, when we do get to Citizens Alliance for Property Rights recommendations for upcoming bills, Every one of them that we, well, actually, there's a half a sheet that we've got no votes on and a half a sheet that we've got yes votes on. So we're going to make it a little bit easier as we get on down the road. So starting at the top of the list, we are looking at a House Bill 1035, and its partner bill in the Senate would be Senate Bill 5179. Then we're looking at a SJR 8202. And that would be a joint resolution, if you will, that would amend the state constitution to protect reproductive freedoms, including the right to life. And again, folks, all we've got are the bill numbers and the titles. We want to leave it up to you folks to go ahead and do the due diligence to see if this is a bill that you can align yourself with, that your family can align themselves up with. And if so go ahead and pick up that phone and call that toll-free or otherwise phone number that we've given you to give the uh, recording machine or whomever it is that answers the phone your vote one way or the well, other. And
1: this goes back to the whole argument because of the Roe v. Wade decision at the Supreme Court right. that's getting pushed back to the states because the Supreme Court found that abortion is not an inherent right in the Constitution. And so the states, now you have certain states that are pushing to change the state constitutions to make abortion a right so that the state Supreme Court, if it's challenged, can say it's in the state constitution, the the state legislature, it was voted on, and the state constitution says that folks have a right to abortion. Now, if that's the case, then every abortion essentially could be funded by the taxpayers and you could become essentially a, a, a state a sanctuary state for abortion so that people could come from anywhere in the world and come here and they would have a right to an abortion. So and that's because that's how our, our state treats citizenry. Exactly. Basically if you're here, you're a citizen. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're a legal resident of Washington or not, right? That's right. You can get whatever state benefits, whatever state rights there are, that's the direction they want to go, including with abortion. So this one here amends the state constitution to protect reproductive freedoms, including the right to life. You know, I I think that you should go to Human Life of Washington's website and gather more information. But we want to give you the the highlights so you can grab a hold of these bill numbers and go right to their website and right to the legislature. Because you can go to the legislative website, ledge.wa.gov, and you can actually make comments directly on these bills as a Washington citizen.
0: There you go. All right. The next two are very related, and they definitely have everything to do with abortion. We're talking about Senate Bill 5242, which seeks to ease the burden of -of out-of-pocket costs by eliminating cost-sharing for patients seeking abortion care, and Senate Bill 5241, entitled Keep Our Care Act, which would regulate hospital and health care system mergers to preserve community access to comprehensive medical care. Basically, as I read that sentence to you, that just reeks of abortion care, period. Senate Bill 5489 would shield patients and providers of reproductive and gender affirming care in Washington from retribution by other states. So that's going to feed into the LGBT abortion lobby, if you will.
1: Right, well, and it's that that whole reproductive, gender-affirming care issue when you have neighboring states that might not have laws that would have the same protections to where minors can get care without parental knowledge, and basically our state government would be on the hook to be basically legally involved in those situations.
0: You betcha. Senate Bill 5260 would give Washington employers that provide reproductive care benefits tools for redress against retaliation by states with anti abortion laws house bill 1155 would strengthen protection for privacy of health data by blocking websites and apps from collecting and sharing it house bill 1286 gives washington employers that provide reproductive care benefits with tools for redress against again retaliation by states with anti-abortion laws so that would be the partner to senate bill 5260 and then you've got House Bill 1340 and Senate Bill 5400, which would ensure that health care providers cannot be disciplined in our state because they provide reproductive or gender-affirming care in accordance with Washington state law, regardless of where the patient resides.
1: Now, that's basically creating Washington as a sanctuary state with taxpayer-funded health care. People could come from neighboring states or other countries and end up with gender-affirming care or abortions in Washington state. And so, you know, that's gonna be a big budget issue item, I think, in the future, if we continue to go down that path that says, come to Washington, it's free here, especially when it's on contra- controversial issues like this, whereas those other bills indicated that the Washington state government would give basically legal counsel or legal tools to, you know, companies, corporations, or individuals exactly. on the issues of reproduction, reproductive care, abortion, yeah. or gender-affirming care, basically, chemical castration, or, or physically mutilating Individuals, bodies, children, and otherwise. So this last one here doesn't have to do with babies as much or children, I guess, unless there's a parent involved. This looks to be more with people with health care issues. You know, maybe people towards the end of life, if you will. They call it end of life care. Uh, actually, bill- this
0: is assisted suicide, man.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and got
0: to call it what it is. Call right. it what it is.
1: It's end of life care. And they call it your last doctor visit. <laughs> so this is House Bill 1280. And I'm going to read this thing. It's a full paragraph and it's kind of frightening. So listen closely. So House Bill 1281 seeks to remove barriers to access for Death with Dignity Act by allowing non-physicians to make terminal diagnosis, allowing non-physicians to provide the second opinion. And allow non physicians to make a mental health diagnosis. Shortens the waiting period from 15 days to seven days, with the option of shortening to less than one day. So, this whole process of assisted suicide. It also forces hospitals and other healthcare facilities who are against assisted suicide to inform patients. Wow. So, this yeah, is an abomination, period. So they're not going to have to inform the patients about all of the details. So it also allows individual practitioners to refer out for the lethal drugs and allow individual practitioners to perform assisted suicide Off campus Now that, with no employer recourse, okay? So this sounds like a big problem. Assisted suicide, we kind of already have that with the fentanyl problem. Yeah, (laughs) yes. I don't know why the state government needs a law for this when they basically legalize drug possession if somebody wants to commit suicide. There's fentanyl everywhere. Exactly. But apparently the government wants to assist people in killing themselves and protect practitioners or non-practitioners, you know, non-licensed physicians possibly to be involved in this process. And so the scariest thing here, Mike, is right at the end, of the last statement. It allows the lethal medication to be delivered by mail. mail i know okay so you know you, get your you don't have and-
0: to be a doctor to render an opinion and right. it's good and acceptable by the state you know well, you, you, you don't take- have to be a psychologist or no. a psych- you know psychiatrist because you could be a layperson, and that's perfectly acceptable by the state come well, on give me a break
1: so apparently you know if before you commit suicide with that mail order death drug make sure you get your mail-in in
0: yeah. Right? And then they're shortening but, shortening the decision-making period from, you know, what it was, two weeks or something to that effect have you ever down to one
1: day. Down to one day. Well, and then, and then having mail service deliver lethal drugs. Why don't we just use the drug cartels? They seem to be plenty effective. You know, so <laughs> have you ever gotten your neighbor's mail, Mike? Yes, I have. That's interesting. And I know
0: that my neighbor's gotten my mail. I know that I haven't gotten any mail. I know that my prescriptions sometimes arrive late. So I know that my mail
1: arrives late. So if this passes, if you get some pills in the mail, don't take them. Okay, but anyways, we got to take a break. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity and ability to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. We sincerely thank you, Mike Fagan, for your 12 years of dedication to our listeners and guests of the Right Spokane Perspective, and we wish you well in your sabbatical and anticipate hearing from you again from time to time. Listeners, it's because of your support we will continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, p.o box 7620 spokane WA 99207 thanks again and back to the show
0: and welcome back from the break ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining mike and tim on state legislature is still in session this thursday episode here on right spokane perspective yeah i like what you said before the break don't take them
1: don't take them yeah <laughs> well it's, it's amazing to me you know, obviously technology has, has come a long ways. You know, you can go to the doctor online. Now I think in-person doctor's visits, you're probably going to be a lot more productive, but the ability to, you know, have access to physicians by phone. I mean, come on, I got a sore throat. I know what's wrong. I had the same problem last year, two years ago, got it in my medical record. I just need some antibiotics and a steroid to clear up the thing. You know, you know what your healthcare issues are and you don't need a physical doctor's visit. That can save the, the healthcare industry some time. You can save them some resources, use some money. You know, it makes sense to have some of these technical things so that we can get the healthcare and things that we need. But to have mail order death drugs that's crazy. Assisted suicide death drugs. I yeah. mean, I, Is our government trying to become the cartel?
0: Yeah. And what happens when somebody finds out that you are headed down that path and they
1: intercept your drugs? And what's the likeliness that these death drugs that they're going to try to more widely distribute are fentanyl? My understanding is fentanyl is one of the lethal drugs used for assisted suicide.
0: Well, I didn't know that, but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Well you do it's a cocktail of drugs you know you got some what was the old uh, morphine you know mm-hmm. you get the morphine you get the this you got the that take a few things and wow you fall asleep and that's it So yeah, those are scary things. So again, that's human life of Washington. So now we've got the Citizens Alliance for Property Rights folks. That's Mm caper.us. If you want to go look at their website again, it's caper.us Citizens Alliance for Property Rights. And these are the bills they're saying vote no on. And there's just a brief description. So you got to go to the house bill number. If you want to know more about it, Citizens Alliance for Property Rights may have more information but you can also go right to ledge.wa.gov again dot wa.gov yeah that's how it goes. okay so anyways these bill numbers you'll type in for a bill search when you are on their website and you put that bill number in there, it'll go to the bill, and you can read the bill, the legislative intent, all of those things if you'd like, and you can make a comment right there on the bill. So We're starting out with House Bill 1167. Mike, what do you think that is?
0: Residential housing regulations, probably very, very similar to the tenant-landlord ordinance that the city council's getting ready to bless the city and, with. And,
1: and maybe that's why the city council has pushed off the vote on on the Landlord-Tenant Housing Act of the City of Spokane tyrants because the state legislature might be putting things into place that would either help the city or change the city's direction on how they're going to move forward. Exactly.
0: Then we're looking at House Bill 1176, which is Opportunity to Support Climate-Ready Communities.
1: That sounds terrifying to me.
0: (sighs) Yeah, no kidding, man. We're talking about carbon taxes and the whole thing.
1: Well, what's a a
0: climate-ready community? one that has Windmills all around the city or the town, one that's got solar, solar panels. panels on every house and every business.
1: Toilets that don't flush. <laughs>
0: yeah, that'd be a climate ready community. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Wa- waterless properties, you know, yeah. so we're going to have a desert like landscape. Communities no more
0: that don't use uh, natural gas, you know, that don't use a coal fired plant for generating electricity.
1: <laughs> right. It, it, it's going to be the whole. Who gamut. don't
0: have gas stoves. It's going to be the, yeah, the uh, whole.
1: fireplaces. Gamut. Yeah, the whole gamut of things. Well, and of course, yeah, you're not going to be able to heat with wood anymore, probably. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you can be homeless and heat with garbage as long as it's on a washed-out property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bad. Alright, next bill to vote no on and to uh, look up at the gov site is House Bill Ten forty six. That
0: would be increasing income limit on public housing authority up to eighty yeah, percent.
1: Okay, increase income limit on public housing authority to eighty percent.
0: And I, I think what that is is it already it's at about fifty percent of the federal poverty level. So I so. think what they're doing here is they're they're trying to increase it by thirty percent more to ensure that people that are going to be going into public housing, they want
1: to make our taxes and our housing more expensive by subsidizing more housing because eventually they'd like us to own nothing and like it.
0: Uh, That's a very good. Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) I think think that's the deal. Okay, so House Bill 1124 is another no vote. That's
0: correct. That would require the landlord giving 180 to 220 day rent increase notices. It would allow tenants to terminate their tenancy without penalty for any renting increases over 5%, and it limits your late rental fees to 75 bucks.
1: Now, see, this bill right here, I think that's a big mistake for a legislative body that passes the budget when they're looking at how much of a increase was the minimum wage.
0: Oh, boy. More yeah.
1: than 5%. How much was it our interest rates increased? Oh, a lot. How, how much is the inflation? So you're saying that you're going to put a cap. They're going to destroy rental housing because you're not going to be able to find a place to rent because no landlord's going to want to rent it at the price that the legislature is saying you, you have to rent it for oh, if you bet. inflation continues. And then you
0: add insult to injury and do things like the Spokane City ordinance is going to do. And it's going to limit how the time frame that you've got in order to do that criminal and otherwise background check.
1: Right. So right. you're well, not going to be able. In- to somewhere. get a quality tenant, yeah, and and so you're going to have less landlords. You'll have less housing available because not everyone's got the ability to buy a house. You know, That's and so right. this includes uh, apartments and and other sorts of living arrangements. So yeah, to limit it to five percent. Uh, increase, if minimum wage goes up and inflation is 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 percent, I think they're setting our state uh, housing systems that are privately run up for failure.
0: Yeah, you betcha. Now, House Bill 1149 would authorize State Finance Committee to issue up to $4 billion In general obligation bonds to finance programs, those programs must be submitted to voters. It creates workforce housing acceleration revolving loan program. And again, this is House Bill 1149.
1: And Senate Bill 5063. So this next one, Mike, House Bill 1045. I can't believe we have welfare programs already. We're spending fortunes on the homeless individuals. A lot of the people that I see in the stores that look like they spend a lot on hair and hair dye and right. and tattoos and, you know, they've got really cool press on nails that sparkle. Some of them, I think, are even battery operated. I don't know. But they obviously have a lot of money invested in uh, personal care products they go and swipe their ebt card to buy stuff exactly so do we need more government welfare programs but according no. to them they think so house bill 1045 will a,
0: only fund 7500 people but it's
1: a pilot program That's correct. so this is something once they do a pilot program and then they extend it to a real program it's hard it's like impossible to get rid of these government yeah. programs and they like just there's grow no them. such
0: thing as a temporary tax
1: <laughs> right yeah which taxes did we see get, yeah gotten rid of you
0: bad house bill 1122 grants washington management service employees the right to bargain collectively so apparently they're going to be bringing on a brand new union
1: or, or or maybe not a brand new they're just extending the power of the current unions that run washington
0: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Well, I
1: mean, they do. I mean, pretty much basically if the unions want it in Washington state, they they get it. I mean, our, most of our Washington legislature is funded by government unions in their political campaigns. Sure. Most of the boots on the grounds for these uh, politicians are union, even though I think the government unions are only about 11% or so of the population yeah. as, as far as employed workers. So yeah, it's it's pretty bad. You
0: bet. House Bill 1216, you definitely might want to think about logging on to the Citizens Alliance for Property Rights webpage CAPR.us House Bill 1216 is only described as a clean energy sitting not making any sense don't have any additional information on that one
1: well uh, any clean energy bill basically to me is we're already the greenest state in the country we have hydropower we have green energy through hydropower that they don't even consider green energy in the law which is why our power bills aren't Aren't cheaper than they are now because we have to produce so much power by other means they do consider clean. Yeah. And, and, and clean not only energy. that,
0: Tim, but I mean, we also recognize uh, Washington as the greenest state in the nation in our secondary name. And that would be the Evergreen, the Evergreen State. State.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah it, well, I think that, yeah, House Bill 1216, clean energy. I think that we've got a lot of clean energy and we need to keep it clean and don't tear out the dams.
0: You bet. Another one here, House Bill 1220. Again, not enough information, but it is entitled The Universal Civic Duty Voting. And then House Bill 1048, Voting Rights Act. And again, all of these bills and Senate bills that we've been hammering on you folks about, these are all no votes for sure.
1: Citizens Alliance is saying, tell your representatives to vote. No. Okay. So the Voting Rights Act. Act, Yeah. Go ahead. Mike. Provides
0: that persons and organizations who file notice of intent to challenge election systems under Washington Voting Rights Act may recover costs incurred in conducting such if the notice caused political subdivision to adopt a remedy approved by the courts. So this is very, very Sounds like
1: it's muddying the waters a little bit of our elections pro- process. Yes,
0: here. absolutely. Now, on the vote yes side of the House, you've got House Bill 1214, which would enable protecting children's bodies. Again, folks, you got to log on to CAPR.US to see if you can get some additional information. Either that or LEG.WA.GOV. You can log on there. You can put in the bill number and you will see everything that's going on with that bill when you do
1: that. And you can make a comment on the bill. So sure uh, House Bill 1172, Working Family Fiscal Impacts.
0: That, uh, not enough information to even take a guess at what that's going to be about. House Bill 1117, Department of Commerce and Department of Transportation Commission to hold and reconvene energy resource meetings.
1: So the Department of Commerce and Transportation looking at reallocating how we use our transportation dollars, kind of like not using the north-south freeway and using more of our money to create greenways and things. You know, you put green paint on asphalt or, or maybe we'll put in a couple more bridges for animal crossings, that sort of thing.
0: Sure, yeah, and in addition to that, and as we currently hold a couple of articles, we could also be talking about the Transportation Commission wanting all Washington roads to be toll roads because they feel that fuel tax revenues are going to be falling with the onset of electric vehicles. It could be the fact that Washington gas prices are continuing to spike right. as the state is getting ready for carbon tax auction. Well,
1: and, and they keep spending money on things that are, not necessities for transportation. So we're kind of getting low on time here, Mike, so I'm going to just rattle off a few of these. House sure. bill, or actually Senate bill 5073 and Senate bill 5167 are other issues that they would like you to to look at. Here's one on education. House bill 1071, funding school resource officers in every school. Now that's a big one because, I, like here in Spokane, we've eliminated a lot of resource officer we positions sure over time and, and so uh, house Bill. 1091, tax increases, voter approval. I'm not sure what that one is. That might have to do with the bill that's looking at getting rid of those advisory votes. We're looking at House Bill 1092,
0: K-12 scholarship program, providing parents with more choices for quality education through family empowerment programs.
1: That sounds like education choice to me. That sounds like uh, people being able to uh, take the state dollars that are being spent in public schools and maybe choose another option.
0: Yeah, you betcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time for today. There were a couple of other Senate bills here involving natural gas and energy code. Another Senate bill here for emergency rules and prohibiting adoption of rules for enforcement of gubernatorial emergency orders without legislative approval. Again, folks, you can log on to capr.us or find the webpage for Human Life of Washington and look up the various House bills and Senate bills that Tim and I just got done rattling off. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you in your face again tomorrow.
1: Bye-bye.